With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the Rundown. It's the Friday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this afternoon as we get set for a busy weekend of sports, ladies and gentlemen. This is one of the best times of the year. You got basketball going on. You got baseball going on. The rivalry series between Clemson and South Carolina. You've got uh, the women's basketball where they're wrapping up their seasons. I mean, it is a busy, busy, busy weekend. You throw in the XFL. Which, are you watching the XFL? <laughs> Let's think about that. But the reality is is that if you have, uh, there's something out there for everyone this weekend. We're going to talk some uh, baseball later on in the program. We'll give you the starters for tonight's game at Founders Park between South Carolina and Clemson. I'll give you my thoughts on who I think is going to win the series. Yeah, I've got, I've got some ideas on that, on how that's going to shake out. We'll get into that momentarily. I had the opportunity earlier to interview former Clemson great Terrence Oglesby. Uh, Terrence was one of those guys that he would step like two steps across half court and and he could let it go and he could hit it. I mean, he, he was just one of those very special type shooters for Clemson, of course, playing under Coach Oliver Purnell. Uh, I got to talk with Terrence about the Clemson game this weekend with Florida State. We talked about uh, recruiting. All kinds of great stuff. It was great to have the uh, former Tiger here with us. Here's an interview I did earlier with Terrence Oglesby. Terrence, welcome to the program, man. How are you? I'm doing fine, my man. Thank you so much for having me, squeezing me in right before uh, my cousin graduates from the police academy. So today's a good day, and I'm excited to talk to you a little bit. Well, I want to talk a little bit of, uh, of hoops here, but uh, i gotta, I got to mention, you've you got to check out Terrence's podcast. Uh, tell people how they can uh, find your podcast. Uh, it's available on all major platforms. You can get it on iTunes, the podcast system, and it is also available through Spotify and eight other platforms. You can go on to uh Anchor.fm backslash Terrence Oglesby and uh, choose which way you want to listen to it. So it's something that I've kind of begun and and started to enjoy doing uh, throughout the basketball season and not just talk about Clemson basketball, but also hope to teach the game a little bit, which to me has, uh, I I feel like it's helped, helped. Uh, South Carolina, the state of South Carolina, uh, look at the game a little differently. So I'm enjoying that. 
it, it is a very interesting podcast, and it's not just like X's and O's type stuff. The way that uh, that Terrence puts this is is um, it's not like he's talking down to you. It's just like, hey, I noticed this, and this went that way, and this is probably why it went that way, which was kind of neat. And um, I, I listened to the episode eight a little bit earlier today, and you, <laughs> one thing you said that was really funny was um, you were talking about how guys can get injured and they want to, you know, kind of walk into the locker room and then. Sprint back out, and you were you were you told the story in the podcast that you went and played at Georgia Tech with 104 degree fever. I think you and I are on the same page with that, man. We got some. Uh, I think people just want people to know they're injured. I think that's about where we are with that, man. That's just crazy, right? It's it's so strange because no, James Banks is actually a friend of mine. We worked out when he was still in high school. He would come and work out with. But the fact of the matter is. Young kids in college now, for some reason, they want to come out of the game whenever something happens. I can remember vividly just trying to tie the shoe up and stay in the game or playing through a fever. Uh, Jose Alvarado hurts his elbow and takes off sprinting to the locker room. James Banks didn't even look hurt, and he takes he, he gingerly walks into the locker room only to sprint out as fast as possible. I'm just confused where this comes from because I served as an assistant coach at the Division II level, and we had the same problem there, and then guys would just be okay all of a sudden. Two minutes later, it's like everybody wants to let everybody know that they're hurt, which to me is strange. If I'm playing against somebody, I know his ankle's hurt. What do you think I'm going to do? But yeah, this is a different this is a different uh, time period. I understand all that, but at the same time, I, there's not a whole lot of tough it out anymore. At least, not that I've noticed. You know, Coach Frank Martin for the Gamecocks said something. I think it was a year or two ago, and it was like a, he just basically said that um, the kids haven't changed. It's just the way that people are around them have changed. You think that that may have something to do with it? Yeah, it's probably us. <laughs> I know I have I have two kids, and every time uh, they they hurt something, I got to kiss a boo boo. But uh, I'm, I'm not kissing twenty year old boo boos as a coach. Exactly. You got to kind of start to move forward, and and uh, man, you got to play through injury sometime. Is it tough being a coach and knowing, all right, you've got these young men, and the the reality is is that uh, if you bring these guys into the system, you want to treat them like family, but you've also got to give them some, some tough love and you know, telling them, hey, if you're going to make it in the NBA, uh, it, it, you may not feel your best on Wednesday night in Detroit, but you still got to go out there and play. I mean, is that, is that one of the harder things to do uh, in coaching the young men of today? Well, my family raised me by trying to tell me to do the right thing. And that's what family is supposed to do. I'm going to bring a kid in to my quote unquote basketball family. I'm going to tell him what needs, because I love the kid or because I, I, I really want the kid to do well. And that's why coaches are doing what they're doing. They want to help and they want to help kids uh, advance. Telling a kid what they want to hear is not going to help that kid in the long run. And that's really the hard part about a lot of the things nowadays because kids are getting so much attention and they're getting told from so many different angles how good they are or how good this or that is going that it makes it difficult to uh, to really get on them. And you have to make those kids understand that I'm getting on to, on to you because I care about you and not the other way around. 
Uh, you know, speaking of which, and uh, we're going to talk about the Clemson matchup with Florida State in just a moment, but uh, you mentioned in your podcast uh, about the the one-time transfer rule, and it's getting to a point now where I just think recruiting, from, from my perspective, it really is a game, it's a dirty game, because you're telling kids, and you may tell them, hey, you're better here than you will be somewhere else but do you think it's almost going to be like open season if it gets down to that where let's say a young man you know says hey I'm going to Clemson he goes to Clemson his first year and he doesn't quite have the season that he wants to have and all of a sudden maybe somebody's talking to him about hey you can transfer somewhere else do you think it's going to get to that point well there will be poaching. I think that's a big thing. Uh, but the thing is, there will be poaching, but they'll do it through the AAU coaches and things of that nature, through the high school coaches. So you'll know that there is interest elsewhere. The thing, the, the thing is, and this is a big, and I reposted, somebody tweeted something that it was an anonymous NCAA administrator at a major university. They were talking about, well, you can no longer just be a jerk to these kids. Like, you can't get these kids in here. You're going to have to work on maintaining a relationship. And to me, that's a good thing. And you you sit there, and and Frank Martin, he rides his guys. But his guys love him. So are kids transferring out of South Carolina? Sure, there's a kid that's not playing that much that's transferring out because he wants a better opportunity elsewhere. That's going to happen regardless if they have to sit out a year or not. But here's the thing. If – I do not think it would be an issue for Brad Brownell at Clemson because his players really like him. I do think it will be an issue for some of these coaches that tell all these kids and whisper in all these sweet nothings and text messages, and then they get there, and it's completely different. Those are the guys that are going to have a lot bigger issues, the guys that aren't in it for for the best interest of the kids. So I think you're going to see a marked uh, uptick in transfers initially, and then I think it's actually going to settle down because coaches are going to have to continue working on the relationship. And really, if you if you compare that everywhere else in business or whatever, one of the main reasons that uh, employees stay at the companies that they're at is because they're treated well, not necessarily because of play, not necessarily because of playing time. It's because they're respected and treated well. And I think that's a great thing uh, for the players to have that option. But I also think for sure it needs to be a one-time ordeal. And is there poaching going to happen? Sure. But at the same time, it's like, well, it all, you're also going to have to work on your relationships. And I don't think that's bad at all. Let's move on to uh, the games this weekend. If you don't mind, I think we'll start with South Carolina first. They're on the road at Alabama. And I, I look at South Carolina's season, much like Clemson's season, they have some losses on their schedule that kind of make you scratch your head a little bit with, uh, of course, losing to Stetson and uh, losing to Boston. But they've beaten some great teams as well. But it just seems like whenever we get to a point where we're writing them off, they come out and just win some games. And, uh, you know, they had the loss to LSU and the back-to-back losses with Mississippi State and LSU, but they're still kind of on the bubble. But they head into this matchup with Alabama. What do you think about uh, the Gamecocks' chances of winning on the road? Well, the Gamecocks have done a nice job on the road. They have the second-best uh, road record in the SEC behind Kentucky. They're sitting at 6-4. and four. They've done a nice job, and I think – one of the big reasons they're they're on the bubble and they're playing so well is Jermaine Cousinard has finally gotten a shot, especially in SEC season, because Keyshawn Bryant, who's one of my favorite players in the SEC because of his versatility and athleticism, because he's been so hurt, you, you spoke on it earlier. One of the similarities between Clemson and South Carolina 
is injuries and then guys having to step up because of injuries. Alamir Dawes for Clemson has benefited because Clyde Trapp and Nick Honor not being able to play. And then you see Cousinard, who's benefiting because Keyshawn Bryant hasn't been able to play. And he stepped up, and he's leading them in scoring in the, in the conference play. So I like their chances going to Alabama. Nate Oates is doing a great job. That's, a, that's another team on the bubble. But South Carolina just plays so stinking hard. And the way they're playing offensively, running up and down and shooting them quick, if they're able to get hot on the road, they're very capable of beating teams and actually winning out the rest of their regular season. You know, one area of, of concern for the Gamecocks is that they are, and I'm not trying to, to bash college kids, but they're pretty pitiful at the line. I think they're they're still dead last in the SEC. Looking back on their schedule, I think there's at least two or three games that they could have in the win column if they would have shot better. If you were a head coach, how would you get your team to improve at the free throw line? You know what? That's just that, that's the million dollar question for everybody, right? I mean, what can you do besides get guys in there in the morning and get reps and get uh, repetitions from the free throw line? A lot of it is mental. A lot of kids they get up there and there's ten thousand people looking at one guy, so it makes it difficult that way. And there's not really a way to replicate that. There are other ways you could do this. This I just feel like every coach does this stuff. You put everybody on the line. If a guy misses it, then you kind of ramp up the pressure that way. But to be honest with you, it's just reps, and it's just increasing the guy's confidence. Confidence drives a lot of the things that young people do today. And whether they're successful or not successful derives from one repetition, and confidence comes from repetition. So It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I would go with that way. All right, let's move along to the Clemson uh, Clemson game this weekend. Of course, uh, I, I look at the Georgia Tech game, and, and just on paper, it just seemed like I thought that Clemson would be the better team. But, of course, playing in the on the road in the ACC is tough. You can ask uh, Duke about that, losing at Wake Forest this week, too. But the Tigers roll into this game with, with Florida State. Do you think that the country with Florida State that they I don't think Leonard Hamilton gets enough credit for consistently putting out 20 win teams uh, is, mm-hmm. are we going to get to a point this season where his team takes the next step and finally gets some love on the national front I think it's definitely heading that way. To me, it's just amazing that Hamilton has been able to consistently play 11 guys more than 10 minutes a game and then not skip a beat whenever guys come in off the bench. Uh, they're basically the same type of team that played whenever I was coming up. You got long, rangy, positionless players, two through five. Devin Vassell's their two guard who stands six seven, and he's their leading scorer. Right. And he's able to switch against most teams one through five depending on who's playing the five on the other team. Florida State, they impact everything you do offensively because they're so long. And basically it comes down to can you make one-on-one plays. And Louisville, the the Louisville game was a perfect example of that. Louisville was able to make plays early, but because Florida State plays so many guys, I call it the Seminole effect, because by, by 10 minutes to go in the second half, those legs are starting to wobble a little bit because guys are having to make plays the entire game. And that last 10 minutes, 
it's almost like they just they're just waiting for it. They're just waiting for it. And I kind of go along the lines of what you said. Trent Forrest, their point guard, is probably the most underrated player in the country, and I don't even think it's close. A big guard, about 6'4", 215, who's able to orchestrate the offense. The only thing that I worry about with Florida State is they do turn the ball over a lot, and Trent Forrest is really the only primary ball handler that they have, so there is an issue. But defensively, when you go into tournament play where you're playing two games over the course of a weekend and you're going to ACC tournament where you could potentially play three games and basically three nights, having that depth, just changes the way that you can approach games because you're really going to be able to put your foot on the gas the entire time and play that level of defense for the entirety of a conference tournament or the NCAA tournament. I, I see no reason why Florida State isn't a Final Four team. Well, speaking of which, Clemson gets their shot at him, and it seems like Clemson plays so much better at home, of course, getting wins over Duke and Louisville at home. Uh, but I just think, uh, from, from my perspective, it seems like Florida State's just a tough matchup for Clemson simply because of the depth problems. Uh, and those problems are valid, but I will say this, where Clemson does have an advantage is at the four or five positions, their quickness and athleticism and ability to score and handle the ball with Amir Sims and Tevin Mack really sets them apart, especially at the five position, because Sims will be able to relieve some of that pressure. I mean, there was a couple of possessions against Georgia Tech where he got a rebound, took off with it, and Euro stepped his way all the way down to the cup. And there's not many five men in the league that can do that. And when that, what, what that really does is he can come up and relieve pressure on the break and basically initiate offense from the five position, which is a lot of what they do anyway. They get him to the elbow and they run their offenses off that way. So that is where Clemson is going to have to manipulate the defense a little bit with the quickness and athleticism and the shooting of both Amir Sims and Tevin Mack, if they're able to have big games, Clemson could keep up and they could get a win at home. Speaking of which, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned him earlier. How much different would this team be if Nick Honor got a, uh, got a waiver like Kevon Moore did? You know, Nick Honor, he, he played last summer on the Olympic team and did a nice job. Super solid point guard, not not going to turn it over, and he can shoot it. And he's been able to score at a high level at the lower levels of college basketball with, with transferring from Fordham. He was freshman of the year in their conference. But when he comes down, if he's able to consistently knock down jump shots and play alongside Alamir Dawes and alongside Clyde Trapp, it just gives you ball handling to the nth degree. Clemson, along with South Carolina for that matter, both teams are looked to have really bright futures because both teams are young and they're not going to lose much. Clemson's also obviously going to have to find a way to replace Tevin Mack. But South Carolina, for the most part, those guys have done a really nice job of kind of going in cycles. If you get young guys and you start to develop them, if you're able to keep them, by their junior and senior year, South Carolina makes it to a Final Four and Clemson makes it to a Sweet 16. So if there's one thing I would like to say to basketball fans of South Carolina, and I haven't said this before, it's I want you to enjoy the process because a lot of times when you're not the the Dukes, the Kentuckys, these one-and-done types, you kind of have to get a really good recruiting class, and you have to develop those guys. And South Carolina has done it with A.J. Lawson, Jermaine Cushenard, and Keyshawn Bryant, and Clemson has done it with uh, Amir Sims, Alamir Dawes, Chase Hunter is a heck of a player who's been injured the majority of the year, uh, and John Newman. 
So these guys have to develop and take their time, and then towards the back end of their time at Clemson or the back end of their time at South Carolina, they're able to make significant runs in the tournament, and I don't see any reason why either team doesn't make that sort of jump next year. It seems like uh, Coach Brownell uses the transfers to kind of help bolster the team. Do you think that's the way to build a consistent program is, is through transfers? Yeah, I do. I, I think there's no doubt that you can get guys that, that can help. Uh, I remember three years ago, Mark Donnell came in and was a backup five men, and then you have Marquise Reed, Shelton Mitchell, and Elijah Thomas, who spearheaded your run to the Sweet 16 and uh, to a good season the following year as well. It's Is it a different way to do it? Sure, but you also have to keep up with those guys that are like, like the Duke, the Carolina, the uh, NC State that are getting these massive recruiting classes every year. So you have to get the best talent out of what is available to you. It's just another way to accumulate talent. Do I wish Tevin Mack would have been there two, year, two years ago or a year ago? Sure, but he has more than proven his, well, uh, his worth as a transfer coming in just for his senior year at Clemson. So do I think that it's a steady way to go? Yes, especially if you're able to get guys to adjust to your terminology and the way you want to play quickly and you can expedite that process, which Brownell has shown he, he is able to do. I'm just going to talk about Clemson's roster because I know it better, quite frankly, right. than I do South Carolina's roster. I but, understand. Uh, you look at these guys that are coming in as freshmen. John Newman, not a highly not a highly touted player. Hunter Tyson, not a highly touted player. Both of those guys have come in, and while they took their bumps, and they're still taking their bumps, while they took their bumps their freshman year, John Newman has proven to be a quality starter in the ACC, and Hunter Tyson has had games. See Wake Forest, where he had 25 and five or 21 and five to where those guys have been able to come in and produce. Now, since you aren't going to be able to get some of the five-star and the McDonald's All-Americans, and Clemson's showing they're starting to get close with P.J. Hall coming in, and I think Omax Prosper, the other freshman that's going to come in next year, uh, one that not, but not a whole lot of people know about. He would have been up there had he been an American citizen. But some of these guys... You have to take guys that, one, you know we're going to work hard, two, are high character, and three, you can see the traits that is needed to compete. Uh, for example, John Newman at 6'5", broad shoulders, strong, able to do some different things and accept roles. And then you all, you have to have guys that can jump into a role. Chase Hunter is going to be able to come in next year and score a lot of points because that's how he's wired to do. So you're kind of plugging and playing and fitting pieces together. And one thing that Clemson knew that they needed this year, especially with the sudden transfer of Jaden White, they would need a front court player who could score a little bit. So they go out and get Tevin Mack, convince him to play the four, and he's had a great year. So absolutely, as far as what you're saying, you have to find pieces to kind of develop them and bring them in. And I think both guys have done a fantastic job of that. It's just that fans sometimes need to be a little bit more patient. And in a world today, nobody's patient. So uh, Frank Martin and Brad Brownell both have done a fantastic job in regards to that. Uh, what do you say to the fans for both of those teams where uh, there, there's a section of the world that's on Twitter that's like, you know what, you know, uh, Brad Brownell's got, what, two two postseason appearances in the NCAA tournament, his tenure there. Frank Martin's got one, and they, they should be making the tournament more. What do you say to those fans? Be patient. And, and, here, and here's the thing, too. You're competing in your in the SEC. You're competing against Kentucky, and now you're competing against Auburn, and then you have all these teams that are going to make the tournament. And South Carolina just continues to get better, and you're just going to have to be patient because it works in cycles. Clemson, a little bit of the same thing, but and and Brad Brownell 
has there's been a significant uptick in recruiting since the new Little John right. has been renovated. Uh, you get you get basically you only get two players in this class, but both players are high level guys, uh, both probably top fifty type talents in PJ Hall and Omax Prosper. Last year you get a great class, and I and I'm calling it a great class because I feel like Alamir Dawes is going to be a Jose Alvarado type player by the time he's finished, a second third team All ACC guy with Chase Hunter being able to. Uh, basically get a bucket. Alex Hemingway, he's come in and wasn't highly touted at all and been able to come in and they saw something in him because he's had some monster games. You're going to have to be a little bit patient because I'm telling you, next year you will reap the benefits. And for both for both teams, actually. And that Clemson versus South Carolina game next year is going to be high level if both teams are able to keep everybody. Terrence Oglesby, host of Let It Fly with Terrence Oglesby, the uh, the podcast. You can uh, find that iTunes. And, of course, uh, folks can follow you on Twitter as well. Right, Coach? Absolutely. You can hit me up uh, at CoachTO22. So uh, hit that follow button. And I actually uh, tweet the games during real time. And I'll go back and forth with Tiger family and uh, members of the South Carolina family. I'll go, I'll go back and forth with whoever. I'll argue with you. I do keep it pretty positive, as I told you uh Right, but yeah. So hit that hit that follow button, and we can uh, talk that way. So I'll enjoy that. All right, hey coach, appreciate you joining us today here on the rundown, man. Absolutely, thank you so much for having me. We'll talk soon. Coach Terrence Oglesby joining us here, uh, the former sharpshooter. I guess I bet he could still shoot the ball. <laughs> we may have to talk to him about that. Can you still shoot the ball, coach? We'll get into that uh, the next time he uh, joins us here on the program. Great stuff there. Patience is what he is preaching for both South Carolina and Clemson fans with their teams. And I know, you know, I kind of can agree with him a little bit here on that one front where when you watched every game this season, did you feel at any point that South Carolina or Clemson didn't have the capability of winning those games? I think that I thought Florida State was a tough matchup for them uh, simply because of the depth of Florida State. But... Other than that, I thought Clemson could win every game they played. Same thing for South Carolina. So, yeah, there's that. So thanks to uh, Terrence Oglesby for joining us today. We really appreciate it here on The Rundown. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will uh, take your calls, 803-978-1832, if you want to respond to what uh, Terrence had to say there, especially about the transfer rule. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And we'll get into a lot of other things today here on The Rundown. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the rundown. Quick tour around the ACC as far as hoops goes for the weekend. Of course, Florida State... The top 10 matchup is they are number six in the country on the road at Clemson. Uh, Pittsburgh and NC State will lock horns. North Carolina and Syracuse. You know, Syracuse comes in at 16 and 12. 
they've kind of been kind of rocky here for Coach Behan the past five or six years or so. But I didn't think at the beginning of the season we would think that North Carolina was going to be eleven and seventeen. By the way, that's uh, we didn't think that would happen. Also, you got Notre Dame and Wake Forest. Uh, I think one of the more interesting matchups of the weekend is uh, number seven Duke on the road at Virginia. The uh, Duke team comes in, dropping that game to Wake Forest. Winning at Virginia is not a very easy task. It's tough to go up in there and get a win against the defending national champions. And their backs are kind of against the wall, too. They, I think that they've, they're right there as a bubble team in the ACC. If they're the fifth, they, they might be the fifth team to get in. All right, so they need another signature win to uh, bolster their resume. They could pick it up this weekend as they welcome in the uh, Duke Blue Devils. Also, you got Miami and Georgia Tech. Not the not uh, they're kind of playing out the string to be honest with you. Uh, SEC games this weekend: South Carolina playing on the road at Alabama. You've got Texas A and M and LSU. That game's also tomorrow. Vandy and Ole Miss. I mean, I'm looking for an interesting matchup. Florida and Tennessee, there's two bubble teams. Mississippi State and Missouri, ah, here's your matchup. 15th-ranked Auburn on the road at Kentucky. That is tomorrow afternoon at 345. Strap in, kids. Lots of threes going up in that game. Auburn likes to let it let it go. We'll see how that uh, matchup turns out. They come in at 24-4. and four. Kentucky's 23-5. and five. Oof. That's going to be a big matchup there. And then finally, Arkansas and Georgia. You want to watch that game so you can see uh, the young man Edwards play. And Arkansas, they need a win if they want to stay in the bubble conversation as well. So there's your tour around the ACC and SEC this weekend. The Clemson-Florida State matchup, the Duke-Virginia matchup, probably the two best in the ACC and the SEC. I guess you go Auburn-South Carolina and then Auburn-Kentucky. So there you go. Marquee matchups there as we head into the weekend. We'll take a quick break when we come back. Uh, hold on. Don't forget, Friday's meeting Tom Jones on the rundown. I don't know why I play Tom Jones. People get They're like, why are you so random with Tom Jones? And then I tell them, wait a minute, have you ever stopped and listened to Tom Jones? I like Tom Jones. Trying to bring the goodness here on a Friday. It just makes you feel good as you're going home. So we have Tom Jones before we get out of here on a Friday. Uh, we're going to talk baseball next. Uh, I'm, I don't want to like predict a series who's going to win, but tell you what to expect this weekend as uh, South Carolina and Clemson hook up on the baseball diamond. More of the rundown in just a moment on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown, the Friday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, 803 is the number to call. If you want to uh, get involved with The Rundown this afternoon, my name is Rob Sanders. As always, I am your host. Special thanks to Terrence Oglesby for joining us in the first segment talk a little hoops. Now we're going to talk baseball. The rivalry series, South Carolina and Clemson. You know, the interesting part about this series is that, you know, last season, Clemson came into that series, dropped two of three to South Carolina. Of course, they dropped the first game. 
um, at home, win the second game at Greenville, and then get blown out. I mean, South Carolina laid the wood the final day. But to be honest, the season's kind of turned after that. Clemson went on to go in to uh, make the NCAA tournament. South Carolina, on the other hand, they pivoted and ended up with their worst SEC season in a long time. Not getting an SEC series win until, what, May? Late April? Not what you want. Not what you want. But the South Carolina baseball team this year, they kind of hit the reset button, and we've talked about that before. And it's interesting, going into this series, you know, it's a big series for the folks that are into the whole rivalry thing, and I get that. But just because if you lose this series, it doesn't mean your season is over. I mean, yeah, you lose the bragging rights, I get that. But I think the best part about this series is that you can use it as a measuring stick, meaning that South Carolina and Clemson both have played teams that, let's be honest, they're not exactly teams that you think of as baseball powers. You can make an argument that Liberty's a pretty good team. They've had some good teams in the past. Stony Brook, I think, went to the College World Series not long ago. But if you ask the average college baseball fan, they're not going to rail off and tell you, oh, wow, you know that, that's just a tough schedule. But what they will tell you is is that they've heard of the South Carolina baseball program. They've heard of the Clemson baseball program. It's an ACC-SEC matchup. So you're going to have some players that are, you know, could be projected to be guys that uh, can play a little ball professionally later on. The talent level, as as I say there, picks up. As far as this weekend goes, the interesting thing for me is that when you look at Clemson, Every game they've played this season, they've been solid on the, on, on the front of the pitching staff. ERA is just down, down, down. Teams aren't hitting very well against this Clemson team. They're fielding at like a 95%, uh, a .95 for percentage rate, which is pretty good. Had some, had some errors in one game. One of the uh, games was Stony Brook. I think they had three errors, but... Keeping the ball clean and keeping the ERA down, you're going to win a lot of games. Now, the other night, the Clemson pitching staff did their job for the most part, holding East Tennessee State to five runs, but East Tennessee State did get some hits. I think they ended up with, what, 14 hits, something like that? i got to go back and look look at the box score. They were able to put the ball in play. I think this weekend... I think that's kind of what South Carolina is going to do. I think they're going to go with the mentality of put more balls in play. And they've got some guys that have some pop in their bat. I think that moving Carey to the bullpen uh, was a good move for Coach Kingston because it kind of shores up the back end of it. You got a a heck of a one-two punch there with Carey and uh, TJ Shook. So with that, Malinsky going tonight has been dominating. Just flat out dominating. But you know what? The young man that's throwing the ball tonight for Clemson, Weatherly, has also been dominating. So, when you really start, stop and look at it, if the numbers hold up, tonight should be a game of who blinks first. And what I mean by blinks first is 
which team will make the error first? Which team will have the first slip on the pitching mound where one stitch of that ball catches a little bit too much of the inside of the plate, giving someone an easy shot to uh, send one deep into the uh, into the park there at, uh, at Founders Park? That's kind of where this game, I think, is going to be tonight. I think it's going to be one of those games where uh, Weatherly and Malinsky will shine. Uh, that's just my opinion on that. Tomorrow, Davis Sharp has been great all season. Thomas Farr has been great as well for South Carolina. Tomorrow, for some reason, I think tomorrow is going to be a, a game of pressure. I think ba- guys are going to get on base, and I think that uh, tomorrow will be about base stealing. Just in my opinion. And then I think Sunday, Sunday's going to be the day where who's got enough pitching left? Meaning you didn't wear out your pitching staff on a Saturday throwing nine, however many, eight, nine guys, whatever. You're able to keep some guys fresh for Sunday. Will Clemson have to use Clark, who has been coming in, in relief of Spencer Strider? Will they have to use him? Because Strider's still on a pitch count with the whole uh, elbow surgery thing. And I don't think they, they can let him fully go yet. But will Clemson have to use Clark to, uh, to kind of get a hold? And they may not be able to use him on Sunday. How, how, much, uh, how deep will South Carolina have to go into their pitching? Uh, which their bullpen has had some issues. That's why Carey's going to the bullpen. Will they? How, how deep will they go? Sunday's going to be the war of attrition. Who has the most live players, live pitchers that you can put out there and uh, try to put together enough to get a win? But tonight, tonight should be the special game. It's going to be at, at, at night. I don't think the I think the air is kind of kind of heavy tonight, so I don't think a lot of balls are going to go out. Tonight's going to be one of those games where it's going to be like three one. Something like that. Clemson has not fared well at Founders Park. So the Gamecocks are 10 and 4 in the series at Founders Park since it opened 11 years ago. So it hasn't really been a very easy place for Clemson to go and play. Of course, uh, South Carolina won the game there last season. Um, then they won, I mean, they generally, yeah, they won 10 out of 14. So. Not an easy place for Clemson to play. Nobody knows how the game is going to be at Segra Park. Uh, both teams have had games there. Both teams played the College of Charleston there. So that that's interesting, too, on that front. We'll see how that game goes tomorrow. I will be out on the... Uh, I'll be at the game tomorrow. Be sure to uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. I'll be tweeting out pictures and giving my thoughts on the game. All kinds of stuff tomorrow. Um, as that game gets underway at three o'clock at Segra Park, then I'm going to uh, I, I'm going to the Post Malone show. Uh, I'm not. I mean, Post Malone's okay, but my niece wants to go to see Post Malone. Her dad can't. Her dad's not gonna go. Her mom's not gonna go. My wife's not gonna go. We're not sending the 17 year old to Post Malone by herself or anywhere by herself with big huge crowds. So. Guess what? Uncle Rob's taking the niece to Post Malone. So tomorrow's going to be a busy, busy day. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. I might tweet out pictures from the Post Malone show, too. I might. <laughs> just just fair warning. 
I will be tweeting out pictures of the baseball game tomorrow, though. Be sure to follow me, as I said, on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. So as far as the series matchup goes, tomorrow, I, I think that, uh, you know, you got to go with the numbers and say that South Carolina wins tonight. Uh, tomorrow, ah, man, that's the, that's the, the toast game. I'm going to give Clemson that game. And then I think Clemson, with the one-two punch on Sunday, gets the win. So I guess I'm picking the Tigers to take the win over uh, South Carolina this weekend with the Gamecocks taking game one tonight. Clemson wins, I think, based just on the pitching, and I think Clemson has the better bullpen. There you go. If you want to take call, we'll take calls on that at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on The Rundown, we'll be right back. Tom Jones coming up here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Ladies and gentlemen, you have made it through your week. Enjoy yourself some Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be Jones on the rundown. It's a Friday tradition here. I I still don't know why I like Tom Jones. <laughs> it's not like I'm some crazy old man. I just like Tom Jones. I don't know. We're taking calls this afternoon, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. As we get set up for our weekend. What are you looking forward to on the sports front this weekend? We'll take your calls on that as well. Are you watching the XFL? Are you going to be bombarded with basketball all weekend? Or are you going to be one of those people that uh, you're going to be watching basketball and listening to baseball? Which, no disrespect to basketball fans, but listening to baseball on the radio is so much better than basketball. Just great. And you got to have the right person doing the calls. But ba- basketball, I think you got to watch it in person to enjoy it more. Baseball, on the other hand, yep. That's that that's the sport that's built for radio in my opinion. So are you gonna be one of those folks? Give us a call at 803-978-1832. Let us know what you're thinking on the weekend as far as uh what's gonna be your big thing. Of course, tonight, 6 30, Don Munson and the gentleman will have the call for the uh, Clemson baseball game with South Carolina. Then tomorrow, we will have the Clemson basketball game with Florida State. And then on Sunday, we'll have the wrap-up of the series with South Carolina. Uh, first pitch is at 1.30. So you can catch plenty of Clemson sports here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 all weekend. Download the iHeartRadio app. You can literally listen from anywhere that you can get a cell phone signal. Simple as that. If you are listening somewhere crazy, I like uh, folks uh, telling me that on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. I know I've had folks uh, tell me they list, they're listening in Hawaii, Guam. Some dude's listening in Scotland. He sent me a message. It's amazing, the power of the iHeartRadio app and the ability of uh, where you can do a radio show or a basketball game or whatever, and anybody can pick it up anywhere. It's as simple as that, the iHeartRadio app. 
Not only can you listen to my show and the Clemson Sports, you can also listen to Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan, who is coming in today. I know people have been jonesing because they had not had a whole lot of Lawton Swan. He's, had, he's been dealing with some stuff. Not bad stuff, but, you know, Clemson baseballs kept him off the air a couple of times in the past couple of weeks. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. You get a full dose of Swanee today going into the weekend. So be sure you uh, check him out. But you can also listen to him anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can pull up his podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Same thing with mine. Just look for uh, Rundown with Rob Sanders. If you missed earlier the interview with Terrence Oglesby, as we talked about everything from recruiting to uh, Clemson and the players, uh, talking a little bit about Nick Honor, just all kinds of good basketball info. And we talked about the P word. What's the P word? Patience. Got to have some patience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has patience? I don't have any. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm working on it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying my best. But as I said, of course, we'll have the Clemson uh, uh, baseball game tonight, basketball tomorrow, and then baseball on Sunday. So be sure to uh, check us out here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. You know, there was an interesting story about... uh, The uh, Braves' brand-new outfielder, Marcelo Zuna, saying that he wishes he would have taken the the money from uh, St. Louis and stayed there. You know, it's kind of sad when you really think about that. But the reality is is it comes down to, if I'm on the coaching staff there, if he's making some stuff like that, I'm going to pull him in. And ask him, hey, man, do you really feel that way? Did they take you out of context? What's the deal with that statement? Because the Atlanta Braves were were a team last year that you just got the vibe that they liked playing with each other. Is this guy Azuna going to be a poison? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. But it's interesting. He comes out with that. And then it's like, he says he'd rather take the money. I mean, I guess he wanted to stay in St. Louis. You know, if you wanted to stay in St. Louis, you had probably every opportunity to. Just making sure that uh, you know folks understand that. And I think he needs to understand that, too. Maybe he's blaming his agent. I don't know. But if I'm uh, Snitker and uh, Alex Anthopoulos, I'm telling this guy, look, if you don't want to be here, dude, we can trade you. I mean, I honestly, truly believe that. You know, I'm a big wrestling guy. I love to listen to, like, wrestling podcasts and stuff like that. Bruce Pritchard on his Something to Wrestle podcast, he talks about Vince McMahon and how Vince McMahon is, has the theory of, if you don't want to be here, then leave. And I think that's, that's kind of the way that it has to be on, on that front. Because if not, you could eventually be a cancer on a team. And I, I don't think that's what the Braves want. So we'll see how Ozuna does. Is he going to be the guy that says, uh, you know what, maybe he was taken out of context? I don't know. We'll find out. One of the more interesting stories coming into training camp, the other being the Atlanta Braves haven't really put Freddie Freeman in the lineup yet. Is his elbow healthy? He said it was healthy, but he also said it wasn't healthy last year, and he still managed to have almost an MVP-type season. Speaking of which, he needs Azuna 
to uh, make sure that he is not, uh, he has somebody to protect his bat in the lineup there. The days of Josh Donaldson are gone. So, yeah, that big piece that the Braves got may end up hurting them. In fact, I venture to say if the Braves aren't, uh, if they're pretty much yeah, right on the cusp of being in the race come the trade deadline, they might sell off and they might trade Azuna. Of course, to the Dodgers because the Dodgers buy all the players anyway. They'll pay him his $18 million to come sit on the bench and be a pinch runner. Must be great to be the Los Angeles Dodgers where money doesn't matter. But I think that's what's going to happen with the Atlanta Braves. Hate to be that way. Now, maybe it'll come back that it's like, all right, well, I was wrong. And then he'll come in and tear it up, which is what he should do because he's got a one-year contract, I believe. It's a one-year contract. You better come in and play your butt off. Otherwise, you're going to get shortchanged next season. Well, there you go. Being the Braves apologist, I had to put that out there today. Don't forget Clemson baseball tonight, 6.30. Uh, we go live here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Don't forget about that. Don't forget about Lawton Swan. He is the czar of Clemson sports. He, uh, he'll take over in about five minutes. And uh, we'll take you up until we are close to first pitch. Yeah, he's here until right at 6 o'clock. We go on the air with Clemson Baseball at 6.30. It'll be interesting to see who uh, Lawton has on deck today to talk with as uh, we move along here. Spring practice underway for both Clemson and South Carolina. We'll have a full report on that for you uh, coming up Monday. By the way, don't forget Teddy Hefner on Monday. He'll be here from 9 to noon. That's his new time slot, by the way. Teddy comes in 9 to noon, warms it up, makes sure it's good to go so Lawton and I can bring it home in the afternoons right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds. Good podcast will be up. Thanks to Terrence Oglesby for joining us earlier today on The Rundown. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the XFL football. Enjoy the basketball. Whatever it is that makes you happy on this sports weekend, I hope you enjoy it. We'll be back on Monday to break it all down for you on The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.